0: Welcome to the Youth Work Plus podcast. I'm Ollie, and this is Becky. Say hello, Becky. Hello. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, we're both youth workers at churches, and we also help to lead Youth Work Plus, which is a new charity aiming to support children and youth workers. It's good news, is it's going to be quite a quick podcast today because both of us have switched our fans off and shut our windows in our offices, and it is boiling hot so we've got the limit until one of us faints from heat exhaustion to get what we're talking about today
1: yeah so today we're talking about residentials weekends away festivals and summer trips we're going to unpack a little bit about how to choose what are the options where do we even begin we'll be sharing what has worked for us what hasn't um so yeah it will be a good one today hopefully
0: yeah, we thought it was good timing because this is the sort of a time when you're normally, if you do residentials in the summer, you're normally gearing up for them. Um, but also thought it was quite a good time to start and evaluate. If you've never done uh, a summer residential with your youth or children's group or um, if, like lots of us, you were planning on doing some, but they've been cancelled, we've not been able to because of the COVID situation. We thought a good place to start is evaluate um, what are they for Sometimes if you inherit a youth work or if there are expectations from where you're, where you're doing a your work, it can just be part of the furniture and part of the fabric. But it's a really important thing to think, why do we do them? What are the aims for them? Um, are we wanting kind of easy wins because stuff's organised for us already? Do we want just that kind of that high and that faith catalyst to speed up the existing investment that we've done already? Um, community building having a spiritual time away just what yeah looking i don't think we should set out on a summer residential unless we know why we're trying to do it because they're expensive and they take effort so we want to make sure that we're doing them for a reason
1: totally um so i thought perhaps we should give a bit of background for those who don't know um because obviously Last year, nothing really happened because of the pandemic. This year, not many festivals are going ahead. Um, but there used to be one big one, didn't they, Ollie? Um, it's Soul Survivor, which most youth leaders took their young people to, in Somerset, the showground, which followed the New Wine Festival, which is a family Christian festival. Um, and then the last few years, Soul Survivor was at Peterborough showground. Um, but Soul Survivor's finished now, and so there's a few different things that have popped up in its place. Um, which are going to be sort of different and um, similar um, in some ways. And so it's also a kind of good time for youth leaders who used to take their young people perhaps to Soul Survivor to have a rethink of where they're going to take their young people because there isn't really one thing that's popped up in its place. There's kind of lots of options now um, and there's a great opportunity to sort of step back and choose what you're going to do with your, your young people.
0: We used to do our own um, youth weekend away. We organised ourselves and we went to a Christian adventure centre and did some stuff like that. And then the other kind of big uh, residential type thing we did was Soul Survivor. So I went to Soul Survivor as a young person. And then um, by a persuasion of one of my volunteers about 12 years ago, They thought it was a really, really good idea. I wasn't too sure, I was slightly nervous. Having loved Soul Survivor as a young person myself, but um, I got talked into it really. And for us, it was an amazing success and really a useful part of our ministry. And it really did um, build the faith of our young people who we took in a meaningful, lasting way. Um,
1: We did Soul Survivor for a few years. So my first youth work job I started in 2006, we took our young people, our older end of our youth groups, so kind of year nine and above, those who were just moving into year 10 um, and above. And we had quite a big youth group. So we, we took about 20 or 30 young people each time, um, which was a quite a big operation. Like you have to get somebody in to do catering. Um, you have to organise tents for that many people and keeping boys and girls separate in sleeping accommodations and a coach or minibuses to get people there because um, Somerset is not close to where I was doing my youth work in Luton at all. It used to take about four or five hours to drive there. <laughs> um, but it was kind of really good for the few years that we did it. In the end, we stopped taking our young people there, not because nothing terribly bad happened but just we got to the point where we kind of reevaluated what we were ta- why we were taking young people there which is kind of what we're talking about today you know the importance of taking a step back and thinking why are we doing these things and what's the benefit and what what's the aim and can we meet that aim through other ways so we kind of decided instead of doing Soul survivor we were going to do our own summer our own summer camp um so we 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 did that for a couple of years, um, which meant that for us, like we could we could do much better community building because It was only our group there at the residential venue and we could do our own bespoke teaching to where our young people were at. We could much more easily involve our young leaders and get them to do some of the teaching and some of the worship leading and stuff. And so we were also investing in them. And um, the added bonuses were that it wasn't that far away from home. It wasn't camping. It was indoors. (laughs) And um, that kind of seemed to meet our needs a lot better the last few years that I I did that. Um, And then we also used to take our young people to Spree, which is an urban saints um, long weekend away. Um, We took our 11 to 14 year olds group there, um, which is sort of a mini festival. There's either camping or indoor accommodation, so you can choose um for your group um there's games there's talks there's outdoor adventure activities like canoeing and climbing and all those kind of things um and that worked really well for our 11 to 14s who were a bit too young to take away to Soul survivor on, on our other kind of youth summer camps that we did um and then last year in the youth work job that i'm in now and we've got a much smaller youth group we've got only 10 11 young people We were going to and planning to take our young people to Spring Harvest last year, um, which was sort of the first sort of Christian youth event that they would have experienced. Um, We chose Spring Harvest because they weren't keen on camping. We only got a few young people, so it was going to be good for them to be a part of, you know, a much bigger group um, of Christian young people. Um, for those who ha- don't know about Spring Harvest, it's sort of a Christian takeover of Butlins. Is the <laughs> is the easiest way to describe it. Um, with talks and worship, um, and there's stuff that's organised for each set of age groups. So there's like a youth venue with with youth youth a le- youth team leading stuff for youth. There's kids venues with same kind of thing. There's some family stuff that you do all together, and in the afternoons you can sort of go and do your own thing either go to the beach or use a swim pool on the site or those kind of things. Um, So for us, that was going to be, you know, really key time for building relationship. We were hoping the young people would kind of soak up a lot of their Christian stuff in their sessions. Um, And it was a real shame, really, that we weren't able to go. Our young people were really looking forward to it. But obviously, in the midst of the start of the pandemic, Easter last year, um, spring harvest didn't happen. So Soul Survivor isn't happening anymore, but there are a load more um, summer camps and little festivals that have popped up in its place and that were happening anyway. Um, that are options now for people who can't go to Soul Survivor. Um, there's DTI, Dreaming the Impossible, there's Script Union Holidays, there's Big Church Day Out, which is a huge, um, big kind of family um, couple of days. There's New Day, there's all sorts of different ones. Um, There's Satellites, which is coming 2022, um, from Youthscape. Um, Any others that you want to mention, Ollie?
0: Um, Well, there's the diocesan thing, Yellow Braces, which is a residential, which everyone in the Oxford Diocese is welcome to bring youth groups to. That's small and it's fun and it's actually really good. Um, There's Keswick. I know a lot of my young people go to Keswick independently. We don't organise that, but they go with their families. I um, think called Contagious and Focus, which is HTB's um, kind of summer festival. I think they're doing that online this year. And also Creation Fest, which sounds amazing. I've never been, I've never experienced it, but from what I've heard, it sounds great. Um, we're taking our youth group, I don't know what your plans are, but human things open up. But in 2022, we're taking ours to YouthScape's Satellites. And mostly we took that decision because it was something entirely new. Something I really liked about Soul Survivor was that it was, it was sort of Anglican, but you wouldn't have been able to tell. It was, you know, there was people from all sorts of different church experiences. And um these other groups kind of already existed and they're expanding a bit. Their plan was I think to expand a bit to fill the void. Whereas satellites for me is something new that started up to almost try and carry on the battle and learn from the mistakes of Soul Survivor as well as the successes and kind of adapt. So that's my hope. I mean, maybe I'm building it up way too much and it won't be that good, but um, Youthscape always do amazing things. Um, I'm really excited for it. This year we're doing a blatant rip-off at home camp for any of our young people who are disappointed who wants to come. We're calling it Sort of Satellites. Um, We've stolen all of their graphics, but it's not going out to anyone outside of our village, so I feel like they'll forgive us. Um, And we're just going to have some time To capture that time of community and togetherness and focusing on God, but just in a low key, easy way that people can dip in and out of if they're on holiday or if they have to isolate for a bit or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, The other thing to mention is that although a lot of these festivals and camps aren't happening in person this year, a lot of them are just still doing stuff online. Um so another shout out to another one that I just remembered is Ascent Festival which is um, being run by one of our friends Libby up in Lincoln um, which is like West Midlands area um, they're kind of covering and they're do- I know they're doing th- online um, which you can still book into um, so yeah if you want to do something you know from you can meet up as a youth group and tune into something like that which would be kind of an in-between thing to do this summer when perhaps you can't go somewhere in person um, still to meet up and do something or do what Ollie's doing and organise your own thing. Because there's so many as well, we are going to um, put together a bit of a list with some links that we're going to put on our website. Um, so have a look in our recommended resource library. There'll be like a summer festivals and camps posts that we're going to put there. Um, so check out our website, www.youthworkplus.com um, to find that. Um, but yeah, we're going to unpack a little bit more now about what we've done and what the benefit was for our youth, like when we took them away, um, and why did we decide to do what we did and kind of the general highlights and lowlights, because they're not all they're not all sunshine and roses. There are, there are some bad things that happen sometimes on these summer festivals and camps. Um, that is good to know in advance so that you can be well prepared and do risk assessments and make sure that you are going to be able to mitigate all of those kind of risks and um, so I guess let's start off with drawbacks because then we can finish with highlights which is always better to better way to finish <laughs> so I don't know about you Ollie but I was trying to think of a list of like some drawbacks or some nightmare scenarios that happened when we took young people away and I was thinking vomiting bugs um, that happened to us a few times where we had to isolate young people like into one tent um because they had
0: sick bugs <laughs>
1: yeah we had on. that
0: and being sick in a tent is not nice for the young mm. person or for the person who's clearing it up afterwards one one of our young people amazingly cleared out their tent mates sick we had this tradition where we ate from the food vans on the last night it was clearly a mistake this time around and one of the girls vomited I very graciously used the excuse of not being allowed in the girls' tent. Um, but I had an amazing young person who yeah. um cleared up someone sick and did a very good job of it because sicking all over tent fabric is not wow. a good not a good thing.
1: Yeah. And and like when you're so far away from home as well, like it's not we were like five hour drive away. It wasn't like a parent could come and just pick them up in half an hour, like it would be it would have been a <laughs> pretty hefty round trip to come and get them. So we were just like, it's probably gonna only gonna last twenty four hours. We're happy to mitigate it. Um and we separated them and, and dealt with it. But yeah, homesickness was the other thing that's sort of tied in with like young people just feeling like they want to go home, <laughs> which is like a horrible feeling, isn't it? And not much you can do about it other than trying to distract them.
0: Yeah, and there's timings of things. We yeah. we often took young people away just as A-level or AS-level or GCSE results were coming out, which is fine if they go well. Um, and actually, it can be quite nice because you can get around them if they don't go well. But, uh, yeah, it's just some of those considerations. Things happen in the summer um, and like exam results coming out. Um, and it may not be an ideal time for that young person to be away from their home and their support networks. Um,
1: yeah. The other thing is the Great British weather, um you can't always guarantee sunshine in the summer especially when camping. We had this nightmare scenario one year where we we had we'd purchased a big tent to have to um put all of our girls in that had like four bedrooms so it had like 16 girls in there. And um one year there was really bad well several years there was bad flooding at Soul Survivor and one year in particular when we were there um and Pretty much all of those 16 girls clothes got wet and muddy, muddy dirt water got on them. And so I had to take all of the, all of their clothes to the la- to the local laundrette and sit there for like the whole afternoon, just washing all of their clothes and drying them. Um, which <laughs> is not something I'd like to ever do again. Um, but yeah, like that kind of nightmare scenario was, was not fun.
0: But, yeah but. trying to lash tents down i remember yeah. running with a group of us in a storm because we had a big marquee where we ate and uh we had to like buy quickly buy some storm straps and like bang them into the ground to hold our tent down before it blew away and the other end of the spectrum so the last year of Soul survivor we i can't remember what week we went um there was a massive heat wave and our young people had a tradition we all had these blue onesies And like we would go around all the time. It was like a kind of group bonding. It also made it really easy to find your young people so they didn't wander off. I recommend it. But um, it was like a tradition and we all wore them every night to the main meeting in the evening. Um, But a lot of times, one time one of the stewards was like, it's your youth leader forcing you to wear the onesies you know they don't have to it's very hot I was like, what sort of youth did that steward think i was like i don't care you wear or get heat stroke wear your onesie um but yeah i think weather extremes of weather also massive kind of um christian culture shock you know you immerse a group of young people in a hyper christian environment which isn't like real life um and that has massive upsides but i think it also has downsides both because of the shock when you get home, and it's not like that anymore, and it's not like real life, um, and also just if you've never experienced it before, it can be really weird. So we we used to try and mitigate against that culture shock by having like regular debrief times. So we'd have a debrief every evening with our group to talk about how people are feeling and what they'd experienced, whether they'd experienced anything of God, and, and, and whether they would felt uncomfortable at any times, and like just to, to normalise it a bit and be like, you know, we're real people, we're real friends, and and this is it's a strange experience we're doing together. And that worked really well. Um, as the group grew, it became quite a lot harder. By the end, it was just like we had like loads of young people and trying to share one at a time. We'd be there for like three hours as everyone tried to share their thing and clapped each other. So it must have sounded like a self-help group, like people walking past our tent. But it was, yeah, there's some quality times that we had there.
1: I think the other one for me is probably bad behavior um young people sneaking out of their tents or rooms at night, smoking out the window, and we we're on res- taking them away for residentials um just generally breaking the rules, not respecting bedtime or lights out and like staying up to stupid o'clock in the morning and us having to remind them to turn the light off and go to sleep um and like when you take young people who you don't know very well either like there's not it's more difficult to manage those kind of behaviour things because they don't know you that well so they might not respect you as well as other young people who, you know, you've built relationship with over a long time. Um, so, yeah, like, kind of managing all of that and kind of making sure they know what the rules are in advance and, you know, sticking to it. And I think as well, like, dealing with it in a, in a as a leader in a respectful way, like, not just yelling at them, <laughs> but like keeping your cool as well in the midst of being tired and like your own bedtime being compromised if it's like nighttime misbehavior um and like all of that yeah it's just has been a challenge sometimes there's a real high of like being away and being close to all of your friends in the youth group and being away from parents and stuff and having like a really good spiritual experience and then the, the downside of that is coming down from that hype when you come back home and you kind of like back to your normal life and back home to perhaps um, a family that aren't Christians and you are a Christian in that family and like the challenge of that kind of coming down off, the, off a high of being away with everybody. Um, and just generally like the whole load of organising that comes along with any of these trips or festivals or... <laughs> time is away, like there's a whole load of organising and admin that goes with it, you know. And that gets worse. The <laughs> yeah. bigger your
0: group gets.
1: Yeah, um, managing all the consent forms and all the money and.
0: And following up with booking, people.
1: Yeah.
0: Getting people there. We spent like the. We had to start in September planning, getting the consent forms in, finding the right time to ask for money, like. For people, because they don't want to pay when it's miles and miles in advance, so they don't want to pay near Christmas. And we used to have mm-hmm. to fundraise because that's the other downside. It's expensive. It's expensive to take young people away. Like they've got to eat outside of home for a while. You've got to pay for the accommodation. You have to pay for the speakers or whatever yeah. if you're going somewhere where it's already organized for you. So we used to fundraise every year, which was really good because it built the community before we set out. But it was a real pain as well because it was just so much effort and admin. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, we used to do, um, so we used to have quite a few, like, siblings who were part of our youth group. And, like, it was more, obviously, it's more money for the parents to fork out if there's two, three of the young people wanting to come away on this, on a trip. Um, So we used to get people from the main congregation, we invited them to sponsor youth tickets. Mm -hmm. So, like, some of them would cover, like, a whole ticket for somebody to be able to come whose family perhaps couldn't afford it or and would benefit from having it subsidised. Um, so some of them, yeah, covered a whole ticket. Some of them just paid towards it. Um, so that was how we kind of did it, which was which was amazing, really, that people in the congregation would um, invest in our youth work in that way to kind of allow young people who wouldn't have been able to have that experience to have it.
0: Let's talk about some of the highlights because yeah.
1: that's enough lowlights, I
0: think. <laughs> Too much, yeah, so I think the best thing for me about taking young people away on any sort of residential. If it's organized by someone else, that's really great because it takes out some of the pressure and you can just focus on the group. Um, if it's organized by you, it can be a bit more tailor-made, which is really cool. But both ends, my my favorite thing about that is is the crossroad moments that are created. I always see it as a kind of a catalyst um, for all of the stuff that's been going on in their lives. It just creates space when do people I mean I wish we did it more as adults but like when do people spend like five days intentionally focusing on God and processing and and having that culture of like yeah I'm thinking about God and I'm going to make some commitments and stuff um and have a really like I mean loads of cool things but I remember one point um we were at Soul Survivor and um I can't even remember what we'd been talking about with our young people but we'd done like a few times over um over the year talked some sort of um topic or issue or something about faith and uh, and then we went to a talk one of the seminars and Andy Coff was speaking and a load of my young people came out and were like that's changed my life what an amazing like what an amazing talk." and I was like for goodness sake we've been saying that to you all oh, year and some of those things I've said the exact same thing That Andy said to you and uh you know obviously he's a better speaker he's much better looking he's like there's a big crowd he's really he's gifted and interesting but there's more to it than that so like that's the kind of the cynical so there is more to it than that in that hopefully that stuff we were doing with them sunk in and then just being away and taking that step out and and hearing it one more time in a different context from someone you don't know so well just creates that opportunity to to really listen and to and to yeah have that crossroad or crisis point where you're like now I make a choice and that can go both ways but in my experience it's been really positive for the faith development of the young people who we've taken with us
1: yeah I think these kind of um summer trips can and weekends away in the rest of the year can be really pivotal can't they in the lives of young people I think um those penny drop moments where like you've invested in them for perhaps years prior (laughs) and suddenly like it's having that different being away and having a slightly different perspective and angle on things that finally makes that penny drop and they realize oh this is what it means like this is what it means that god really loves me or this is what it means i'm forgiven or this is what it means to be a christian and this is what it means to make a commitment um and you know faith a lot of young people's faith gets grown or solidified at these kind of um summer camps and festivals and residentials but also they're really good aren't they just building community and helping perhaps fringe young people make friends and feel part of the group and just times of real importance where lifelong good memories are made and like I still remember some of the trips I went on as a young person and it was like 20 years ago (laughs) so like they were really pivotal moments for me and I think those times away um, are just really good opportunities for faith reflection without, you don't have the distractions of home, like you're away from your family. Um, You are in that kind of Christian environment, almost Christian bubble kind of thing where realizations happen and there's that greenhouse effect of being away from home and the content and the community all being Christian focused that kind of brings things to a head. Like you said, Ollie, with those crossroads moments. Well, my own story is that like, my faith was really solidified myself on a, on a youth um, week away in the summer. Um, I was right at the end of the youth group. I was 19. They'd let me stay an extra year because I'd stayed on to do an extra year of studying locally. <laughs> so I was sort of a little bit impostery. I was on the fringe because a lot of my friends had moved on to university. Um, and I'd kind of gone on the off chance because I thought mum and dad are offering to pay for me to go <laughs> it's a free holiday <laughs> it's away from home my annoying sister isn't going to be there <laughs> I'll, I'll go along and see what happens and um it was like during a time of reflection where we'd spread out on the, on this field near where we were staying for a few moments of quiet time to think through kind of the teaching that we'd had from our youth leaders to kind of think through what God might be saying to us. That was when, like, I had one of those penny drop moments where I finally realised how much God loved me. Like, I'd heard it before in youth group many times, but it hadn't really sunk in, and I hadn't realised what kind of what the truth of that meant. Um, and so I found myself at a crossroads moment where I I kind of thought to myself, Okay, now I know this. I either have to I have a choice now to follow God and really make a commitment, or walk away from it and go off to university and kind of turn my back on faith and stuff. Um, I chose to follow. <laughs> in the years that followed, that like I discovered my fall into my calling to be a youth worker, and like the rest is history. Really, it was it was a really important moment for me, I guess, and like really really pivotal for me.
0: Yeah, and so many people have become Christians on summer residentials. I mean, like on Soul Survivor, on its own, lots of stories you hear of people becoming Christian, it's at Soul Survivor or, and I think, you know, some of these, like they, I do a really great thing at Soul Survivor where they say how many people have become a Christian on each night and not all of them can carry on. Otherwise, you know, the church wouldn't be declining in youth numbers because they get like a thousand people a minute become Christians at Soul Survivor, or whatever you know. There's no way that all of that is sticking, but some of it is. We took young people who you know became, I think, probably maybe three or four young people became Christians with us at Soul Survivor. Um, you know, made the commitment or whatever, went up to the front. Um, but two of them it stuck, you know. So, I'd much rather you know, three or four make a commitment and two of them stick with it and not not take that opportunity while it's there so for me i will carry on doing summer residentials i think yeah. they're a good thing they provide there are loads of effort but the reward that it provides is worth it even when not all of it sticks and that's always the case isn't it every those are the things that happen not everything will stick you know i remember probably some of the commitments i've made at summer camps when i'm all excited don't don't last forever but some of them do And I think those are worth the effort that we put in as youth leaders to organise it and run these things.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, like there's that there's other benefits, aren't there? Like not just at the beginning of people's faith journey where they decide to become Christians, but also there's also quite transitional moments where they decide to dig a bit deeper or they have those moments where they tangibly experience God and feel his presence with them that perhaps they haven't done before or they feel it in a new way or they you know god speaks to them and they they realize something new about him um or um you know like they get healed or they pray for somebody to get healed or have some kind of other experience or sometimes it's just the encouragement of being in a room with like thousands or hundreds of other young people who actually believe this stuff um, and it kind of becomes real in that way as well or just as a bigger encouragement um, but I guess our advice would be for youth leaders to not kind of just jump onto the next exciting thing bandwagon but to first evaluate like we said what you want to gain by taking your young people away and then from there you know you can evaluate where your young people are at um, what you think they need to know what kind of experience you think they need to have and discern from there what's going to be best like whether it's going to be best to take them to an organized you know big christian event or whether it's going to be better to kind of build community and do your own teaching by booking at a residential venue or and um, taking them away camping somewhere else just on your own as a group um And it's only when you make those sort of analysations and evaluations that you realise what's best for your group. And it might be that this, you know, this next year, 2022, you're going to do something different than 2023. Like you don't have to make a plan and stick to it every year. Like you can decide where young people are at that year or, you know, make a plan for where you think they're going to be at. Um, And you don't have to stick to it every year. You can sort of change it depending who's in your youth group and... And um, what their faith journeys are, and and um, what you think is going to be the best thing that's going to lead them on in their faith journey.
0: Yeah, and I would encourage it, people as well. You know, I think, and I personally, and I'm sure, loads of other youth leaders have heard enough encouraging stories about residentials, um, weekends away, and and organised events like Soul Survivor as was. There has been enough of those stories that it'd be worth it even for the one. Like I was chatting with a young person the other day and he was telling me about like his experience of Soul survivor and the impact it's had on his faith. And like, if we did all the years of Soul survivor that we've ever done, and the only impact it had was on that guy's life, that was worth it for the impact it's had. And there's, you know, so many of them mount up, it's worth the sleepless nights, the effort, the feeling exhausted and and strung out and, panicking and I'd have I had nightmares and um, I mentioned the downside I would have nightmares like for the like two months run up that we got to Soul Survivor and there was no tent or there was no food or that sense of like I shouldn't be organizing this I can't even organize my own life never mind like the lives of 50 other people um but all of it was worth it for those one stories and the one stories mount up but even if they don't one young person's life being blessed and built up in that way I think is is totally worth it
1: if you haven't done a summer a summer camp or a residential or a festival before, then like there's loads of stuff online that you can you know properly research the website or speak to some other youth leaders who perhaps have been to that particular one before. If you haven't been there, um, if they do like a day visit, maybe you could go there first um, and then take your young people the next year just so you can get a proper feel for it. But also, like, if you do want to organise your own thing or just want some advice for what to do or how to analyse where your group is at, then um, you can come to YouthWork Plus for that. Like, we can we offer free advice and consultancy. So, um, yeah, if you want some advice or a chat about what's best for your youth group, then we're happy to have a chat um, either on Zoom or in real life for a coffee. Um, We'd love that. So, yeah, make sure go to our website and get in contact with us or dm us on social media
0: yeah and even if you've done it you you know we've shared our stories but it'd be great to hear like if you've done something that's gone well and gone badly like that helps us those stories help each other and so we want to hear them from you as well which speaking of we're hoping to do a special podcast at some point i definitely for one have had that experience where i feel like i kind of the only youth leader. And I remember going to some like youth leader retreats and being like, oh, there are more of us. But like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. But that kind of feeling of, of being alone or like nobody really gets what I'm trying to do or why I'm trying to do it or the way I try and do it. Um And it's it's not true. There's loads of us. And so I we thought it'd be really encouraging if you could contact us and share your story. How did you get into youth and children's work in the church? If you're a volunteer, an employed worker, whatever, what... Tell us your experience of calling into it. What do you love about it? What are the struggles? And we're going to try and put some of that together so that other people can hear, okay, we're not alone. This is this is the lived experience God's at work through all of us. And hopefully there'll be some differences and some interesting similarities that can spur each other on.
1: Yep. Um, so don't forget to check out our website, um, www.youthworkplus.com and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at YouthworkPlus. Plus. Um, with a plus written out, not the plus sign, although normally our logo is just a plus sign. Um, And, um, yeah, get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you, um, whether it's for what Ollie just said, you know, sharing a bit of your story, how you got into youth work, how you balance a youth work job with coordinating volunteer, as a volunteer, youth and kids work, um, or what you've learned along the way. We'd love to do a bit of a compilation special in autumn and um, with a few of you sharing your stories on a podcast so yeah please get in touch if you want to be involved in that we hope that you will tune in next time and um, thanks for listening don't forget to rate like share and subscribe um, as it not only helps you find us again but really helps with the algorithms on the computers to help other people to find us <laughs> i don't know how any of that works but i'm told it helps with the algorithms and i believe it <laughs>
0: Me too. I love a good algorithm.
1: Yeah. Bye. See you later.